Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 44, Capturing Ideas. You're basically singing the intro now. It's uh, yeah, it's a musical podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Becoming Better. Yes, welcome. Yeah, a bit of housekeeping to start this show off because everybody loves housekeeping. But this is this is actually a fun little item. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a new project of mine launched. If you happen to be an Audible member, uh, there's Audible Plus in the U.S. now. I wrote a book for Audible. It's it's an Audible original, so similar to how Netflix has Netflix originals, Audible has Audible originals. It's called How to Train Your Mind, Exploring the Productivity Benefits of Meditation. So check that out if you have Audible Plus. If you don't, it costs a credit. It's three and a half hours. So I don't know if you want to burn your credit on a three-hour thing, but uh, it's not burning a credit if it's if it's worthwhile. I, I think it's worth a quarter of a credit. Well, I think that's underselling <laughs> yourself. I spent a credit on it wow. and downloaded it. It's lovely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm actually pretty proud of of this. Uh, essentially, there's a lot of productivity benefits of meditation that we don't talk about. And in, in the book, I, I I got. If you want to call it a book, I guess an Audible original, whatever you, whatever word you want to use. Um, I guide through the calculation of how each minute of meditation, up to about 30 minutes a day, gains us back about nine minutes in making us more productive. And so. So if that interests you, you can spend a credit on it. You can't break a credit in two and use it on <laughs> two things. But yeah, it's uh, I'm pretty proud of it. So check it out if you want. Yeah, it's awesome so far. I normally don't love listening to your voice on audio, but I've loved listening to this one so far. It was recorded in this very room. I know. How I does that you, feel? I helped you put up all of the soundproofing <laughs> equipment in this room. Yeah, so. thank you for that. I know. You contributed to the... <laughs> you, you should be in the end credits for this thing, but yeah. Should, all so. books should be dedicated to me. Wow. All right. Keep that in mind, uh, <laughs> any authors listening. So uh, in that, I explore the productivity benefits of meditation. But today, we're exploring the productivity benefits of capturing ideas. Now, this might sound like a simplistic thing to talk about, right? You have an idea, but capture it. But there's actually a lot of uh, fascinating things to to discuss around why capture ideas, first of all, uh, what to capture, and the curious ways that exist to capture these things. Yes, very curious. Who knew you could be so curious when it comes to capturing ideas? You can be curious about even plants you can be curious about, but more, more on that later. More on that later. Anyway, um, so what do you mean by capturing ideas and why, do, why should we care about this at all? Good question, Arden Nordstrom. So there is, there's a fellow who writes about productivity by the name of David Allen. He's kind of, he's a, probably the most quoted productivity fella out there, uh, out of anybody. And he's got this quote, actually friend of the show. He was on episode three, where we dig into more ideas like this, in case you're interested in this topic. But he's got this great quote, and it essentially frames the work that he does, that our head is for having ideas, 
not for holding them. And so the more we get out of our head and into some external system that we can then organize and and uh, deal with uh, afterward, the more clearly we can think throughout the day. This really just allows you to get on with whatever you were doing and stop ruminating on the things you're yeah. trying to remember. I know if you're anything like me, you can if you know you have to remember something, you can spend a lot of time and energy just remembering that you have to remember that thing. And that can be annoying. Yeah, it's it's never worthwhile to re-remember something. You know, we should ideally remember something, capture it somewhere so it's in an inbox of some kind so that we can deal with it later. So it doesn't just keep coming up and up and up and up and we keep batting it down and down and down and down like a game of whack-a-mole. Ideally, we grab the mole out of the hole, put it in an inbox, deal with it later. Very vivid way of talking about an idea, yeah. This is how I visualize productivity. It's it's actually as arcade uh, games. Yeah, That's so fun. It's it's more of a yeah. My head is like a giant arcade of productivity. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's the purpose of capturing something is to get it into some inbox of some sort. But there's all kinds of things that we can capture. Yeah, the obvious one is tasks, right? This yeah. can be super broad. This can include things like following up with people or checking on something or actually specific things that you want to do in your work or your home life, right? I know for me this morning, I had a reminder in my head that popped up. I had to follow up with a specific colleague and I just jotted that down so I could deal with it later to, mm. and remind myself later that I had to do that. Obvious ones are, for example, for me, I know when I'm doing a project, I might come across something that I want to look into. So, for example, I came across something cool in R that I didn't know how to do. R. R, yes. The, pirate, the... the pirate data science language. Is that Yeah, that's what pirates code in, if I'm right. I don't know. I'll have to check uh, Stack Exchange. <laughs> oh, that was multi-level of nerd. That's good. I'm impressed you even know what Stack Exchange Ooh, is. Nerd sandwich. <laughs> Nerd jokes aside, just reminding yourself that you want to look into something later on. You don't have to remember that you had this idea and it could be a great idea, right? I mean, yeah. you might really want to remember something, but if you're doing something else at the time, that's not useful Could be to you. a terrible idea like most of mine. It could. Yeah. So, But I, I think the thing we want to emphasize here is that it, you don't want to do those things right now, but you want to remember that you had the idea. Yeah. So just capture that. Other things would be... Uh, items that you might be waiting for. I know I am currently waiting on your Christmas gift. Oh, it is far beyond Christmas. Um, we are recording this on January nineteenth, and I ordered this on December third. Wow! And it still hasn't arrived. So, so should I, we shame this company on on the podcast because no, my gift isn't I here? I want it to still come. So. Oh, they'll they'll hear the podcast and they'll think, man, this guy is not getting his lovely knit sweater. Yeah, well, it is a nice knit sweater. Yeah. I said I showed you a picture of it. That's great. Although printed in black and white, so I couldn't say it, but I knew the sweater. Yes, you do I'm, know it's a sweater. I'm sure people are very interested in my sweater. But anyway, one of the things on my list is that I am currently waiting for this sweater to arrive <laughs> and a response on the update of where oh, this sweater is in the world. So that's something to just keep in mind. Waiting for lists are a really good thing to to note because you often think of them when you're doing other things. Yeah, I, I think of the waiting for list as kind of the to-do list's sexy lover because it, it works so well uh, in uh, conjunction with a to-do list. We capture everything we have to get done, but what about the things we're waiting on other people uh, to make progress on that we have to get done? And the waiting for list encapsulates 
all of that. And, and I break mine down into different contexts. So if, even if it's something I order on the internet, throw it on the list. If it's uh, something I'm waiting on a big response for an email for, throw it on the list. And the idea, and much like capturing ideas in general, is you have something on the list, you review the list a few times a week, I schedule it as a recurring task in my task manager. And so I know that I don't have to think about it because I'll keep tabs on all these things uh, later on. Yeah, exactly. The other obvious category of things that you might want to capture are ideas. Yeah, And I, I think this is probably the most important one because these are the things you don't want to lose, right? The whole point here is that if you don't capture an idea, you can't act on it. And when you're talking about ideas, this is super relevant because if you're <laughs> yeah. already acting on something else and have a brilliant idea, you need to have that somewhere so you can remember it later. Um, a good example of this happened to me actually today where I was working on updating and cleaning some of the data I'm working on for a paper. And I had an idea about how I could adapt a sampling framework that I'm working on for an evaluation. And fascinating stuff. it's a totally different yeah. project. It is really fascinating <laughs> though. It's really exciting work. Um, so I had a, I had a really good idea about this sample, but I'm working on something totally different. So I mm. added this to my inbox and I can, I'm, I have it in my log to update later on, on how I'm going to action this. So yeah, and this is something I noticed in my own work uh, a few years back, well, uh, around when I got the deal to write the first book is with regard to the work that I did, there was a, uh, a sort of complexification that happened where it suddenly involved doing a lot of knowledge work and processing ideas deeply and forming connections between them. And so it, it's worth noting that on that level, uh, depending on the amount of ideas you have, these tactics might not just be nice things to do for your productivity, but they could be borderline essential. Because if your job uh, involves juggling a lot of things, connecting with a lot of people, uh, delving deep into ideas, developing ideas to uh, a level of sophistication that would provide you with an advantage with regard to the kind of work that you do, it is not just about managing tasks anymore and getting those off of your mind. It's not just a, about managing what you're waiting on from other people. It becomes, you know, capturing these things becomes a way by which you can do better work, which I think is so essential, especially, you know, we, we see the, the figures of folks who listen to this podcast. So many folks who, who tune into the show every week uh, are knowledge workers, people who manage information and manage people and, and think deeply about important things. Um, and that's something to, to keep in mind that depending on the level of knowledge work you do, these ideas might become critical. So once, you've, once you have one of these things pop up, you know that we've, we've covered the importance of dealing with these ideas, the kinds of things that we can capture. But we're in different situations when an idea comes up, when our mind recalls that we got to follow up with somebody, when our mind thinks about something that's slipped through the cracks that we need to add on our waiting list. Uh, and so depending on the context in which we find ourselves in when an idea arises, there are different things that we can use to capture the ideas that do come up. Uh, everything from when we're taking a shower to if we're going on a walk through nature to if we're in the mall to if we're just walking around town and or if we're on the computer and working on something else. Yeah, you're rarely in the place you want to be when you are having the idea yeah. that you need, right? You're you're almost never working on the exact piece of code that you want 
to update when you have the idea on how you can update it. And we've talked about this on the idea to sleep on episode, yeah. right? Where you have these ideas when you don't expect to have them and, <laughs> and, and incubating that that possibility or allowing for that possibility that you can have the idea and not forget about it is really important and I think is a really useful tool. Episode 35, an idea to sleep on. There you go. That's a great episode. Um, but anyway, so... You're it, just saying that because it was your idea for the episode. Which is why it's such a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably true. But all ser- in all seriousness, let's go into some of the ways you can actually capture these ideas. And we should just caveat, obviously pick the things that you will actually be consistent with. I know yeah. we have very different processes for this. So I'll let you start it off. Yeah. And, and that's something that I'd echo is this is personal productivity, right? And as a consequence of that, everybody's different. We all, not only do all, all of us do different work, some of us do knowledge work, some of us do work that's a, a bit more repetitive. We're all wired differently. We all find ourselves in different situations and we'll be rhyming off a bunch of them that work for us, but we kind of put our minds together on all these ideas. We, we each do about half of them. So do keep that in mind and may, maybe pick one or two that you like. But I did mention coming up with ideas in the shower or the bath. The bath is a nice place of coming up with ideas. If you like baths. Who doesn't like baths? I don't like baths. Yeah, this is where another area in which we differ. Behind me in the office here, I've got a big basket of bath bombs. Um, <laughs> very, very manly. But anyway, <laughs> Aquanotes are uh, one of my favorite productivity products. And I, I, I'm not associated with these people or, or anything like that. I just love what they make. Uh, Aquanotes are showerproof notepads that you can hang in the shower. It sticks to, to glass. And so if, it, if you have like a stone, I don't know, a stone surface shower or something and you can't append it to that like do keep that in mind you need some glass or a flat surface to stick these things to but they're shower proof and so we all have ideas that come to us in the shower uh, more more ideas have been proven to come to us when our mind is wandering maybe a topic for a future episode but we because of that because our mind wanders so much in the shower aquanotes means that these ideas actually have somewhere to go and so you know, the key, again, not re-remembering these things, just remembering them once, capturing it, and getting on with your day. They're also fun for you to leave silly little notes for your partner in the shower. The Aqua Notes, uh, well, 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 I'll link to the, I, I forget the exact, I think it's Aqua Notes, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they actually have a love note pro- product where you can leave love notes. And they have a package of of five that you can buy for the love notes. I, p- people must write a lot of love notes. Or you could just leave post-it notes. Like I leave surprise post-it yeah. notes for you all over the house. Yeah. Do you do that to capture those ideas and get on with your life? Or Yeah. I just want to f- remember <laughs> for that second that I love you and then move on. David Allen would be so proud. <laughs> Probably. But moving on, um, the other obvious one are just notes apps, right? I mean, almost every phone and device in the world comes with a note app. A lot of them sync across devices, and this can be super helpful. This is definitely something I use pretty often. Um, And it just helps you track an idea and then have access to it whenever it's actionable. I think that key for a notes app, if you're using one to capture ideas, is to have it sync across every device you own. And people make fun of me because I use the app Simple Note and they they think, isn't there a better notes app out there besides this this Simple Note app that you're oddly in love with? Um, but first I say, you know, 
I'm definitely not in love with it as just a notes app. But after explaining that, I, I tell people I, I, I love this app because it syncs across everything. It's on my iPhone. It's on the iPad. It's on my Surface laptop. It's on my Mac. It's on every single device I own. And so there's literally no friction to capturing an idea. If an idea comes up and I'm on the computer, I might have a, a notepad nearby, uh, which I'll, I'll get to in a sec. But if if I'm kind of tapping between windows, I'll just go to Simple Note and capture it there. If I'm on a walk with my phone, I'll capture it that way. Uh, and I think that's the key. If you're using a Notes app to capture ideas, make sure it's with you wherever you go if you're connected to technology. Yeah, I'm, I am kind of in the Apple ecosystem, so I just yeah. use the, uh, the default Apple Notes app because I find it is just simple and clean and works all the time. Um, and it does sync across all my devices, so that's great. I think one subcategory in this space that's worth mentioning are, are things like task managers. Yeah. And if they have an inbox in particular, they're really good for this. So I, when I'm trying to just track an idea or just capture an idea in this way, I almost always use things in my case um, because I can just do a quick keystroke and capture the thing immediately and then just move on with my day. Yeah. And I can, it's worked into my system that later in the day or in the week I review when I'm going to do those things. But we'll talk about that after. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned kind of the notepad nearby uh, when I'm focused on something. I always have a physical notepad in front of me when I'm working in front of the computer because ideas come up. Uh, ideas, things that you're waiting on, tasks that you need to follow up uh, with people for. And I, I find it invaluable. Right here, I have a note in front of me to take something out of a work thing. And things just come up as you work. And so I think I call it a distractions list because I also put the distractions that I want to follow up with after in case I'm tempted uh, to tend to something when I'm focusing on it. But that's key, the distractions list and just capturing ideas as you work. Yeah, I do the same thing. Definitely with just more like post-it notes. I guess yeah. I talk about post-it notes a lot just because my like workstation is covered in them. Are in you my, sponsored? In my desk. I wish I was sponsored by post-it. That'd be cool. But I will just plug away my love for for post-it notes unashamed unashamed love for post-its yeah, but don't buy the on-brand post-it notes uh, the 3m ones buy the off-brand ones um and tell 3m sponsors the podcast <laughs> yeah, please sure uh but that's a yeah i just use those for like very short-term things where if i'm in a meeting at that moment and i want to do something immediately after the meeting i I might use a post-it note, but in general, I like to have everything in one place which in my case is a task manager but in terms of an actual physical notebook. I never carry one with me because I don't have pockets. And if the fashion world decides to start giving women pockets in their clothing, awesome. But until that happens, I will never carry a notebook with me because I like to have as little clutter in on me as possible. Have you ever been to that? um, What's the White House petitions website? where you can make a petition and if enough people sign it, uh, it goes to the president. Maybe you should make one of those for pockets for women's clothes. I feel like this just has to be a demand-driven exercise. Says says the economist on the podcast, of course. Uh, Another one, you know, we've, uh, every single notes thing so far has involved writing something down. Uh, Well, I I guess besides uh, capturing them digitally, but sometimes we have an idea that we want to speak and an idea can flow more freely when we speak it instead of writing it down. And so that's often a more friction-free way of capturing ideas. And the voice recorder app that's built into pretty much every phone is a great uh, source of that. 
Yeah, and they're built into a lot of watches that people carry around True. them now. So that can be super handy for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then another one that's kind of in that space is emailing an oh, idea yes, to yourself. Yes, I've done yes, this a yes. few times when, I don't know, when it's faster for me to email stuff to myself. Or you're feeling lonely. No, I don't think I usually feel lonely. <laughs> um, but I don't usually have email on my phone, for example. I almost never have it yeah. installed on my phone. So this isn't something I use, but I have friends who email themselves ideas all the time because it's just a, it's a reminder that it's in their inbox. They'll come across it later. Yeah, and if you don't have email on your phone, one solution is to have an email account on there that you never check, that you just use to email yourself from. So that way you can capture these ideas without getting sucked into the rabbit hole of distraction that is email. Uh, One final one that we use actually all the time, uh, because when we leave home, it's usually the case that one of us brings our phone in case of an emergency or something like that, or we just get in a heated debate about you know, whatever, and we need to Google something. Uh, One of us brings the phone and we just text um, ourselves from the other person's phone. And so if you're with somebody and they're on their phone, you can just send yourself a text message so that it's in an inbox. But I don't know how often people will encounter themselves in a situation like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. So after you capture them, it's then time to organize them. And so it's one thing to kind of have these all these different inboxes for the places that these ideas can land. But without some kind of ritual, uh, I, I like to do mine every week, there's really no point in capturing things if you're not going to deal with them after. And so I, I think one of the keys with that is to either organize them right after you capture them, uh, like when you're done with a work task with the distractions list, but also ritualizing capturing and organizing uh, these ideas. Yeah. I mean, I do this pretty much every day and then again at a more high level every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the distraction list as an example, I do that pretty much immediately, figure out what I need to action mm-hmm. and either add that to my list of things to do that day or later in the week or add it to my calendar. And then I take some of the things that I add into my task manager inbox and I deal with those that evening when I go through my my ritual of planning the following day. And then I, I do a bigger, higher level organization of things on usually on Sundays where I plan out the following week. So that's how I build it into my usual life. And yeah. I just figure out when I need to do something or what the next steps are. Yeah. And every Sunday when I'm planning out my week, that's when I take the opportunity to capture essentially every single thing that's landed in an inbox. I'll go through the receipts that I've captured in my wallet to the notes that are strewn around my desk to the ideas that I've captured in Simple Note. And I think the key there is to just deal with everything once. It's kind of like how re-remembering something isn't really a worthwhile exercise. We should just have an idea or a task come to mind once. But at the same time, you know, just deal with it once after you do capture it. Yeah, I find that's really easy to do if you only have them in one place. I know you like to have a more whimsical approach to capturing ideas where it comes from all sorts of places. What can I say? My life is a mess. No, it's just full of whimsy. That's a nicer way of putting it. But I really don't like all that whimsy. So I have all of my captured things mostly in one place. If it's not in my things uh, inbox, it's really not anywhere. So We got the whimsical versus the econ approach on this week's episode. So we've been ending a lot of these episodes with something to think about. It's a bi-weekly podcast. It comes out every two weeks, not twice 
every week. And so, in that spirit, we're ending uh, with something to think about. And that thing comes from my lovely co-host, Arden. Yay! Okay, so this week it comes from a book I've been reading very slowly for the last couple of months called Braiding Sweetgrass. It's a really good book to read slowly. Yeah, it's just a very savory kind of book where you just want to mull it over, slowly savor every minute of it. It's just lovely. Like a cup of tea. Yeah, so this is Braiding Sweetgrass, Indigenous Wisdom, Scientific Knowledge, and the Teachings of Plants by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Incredible, yeah. And her voice, when she, I'm listening to the audio, her voice is just so melodic and calming that if you want something to just totally put you at peace, listen to this audio book. It's just lovely. Um, But I've been, right now, If you're like us, you're probably in some kind of lockdown or in a stay-at-home order. Our province at home currently has a stay-at-home order and you're only really allowed to leave the house for essentials and exercise. So I've been doing a lot of outdoor walks and outdoor runs. So today I was on my walk and she had a really lovely saying in the book that went, in some native languages, the term for plants translates to those who take care of us. And I think this is just a really lovely idea when you're thinking about the natural world and the way we live in it is that the natural world really does do so much to take really good care of us and appreciating the world that you live in and and having this kind of reciprocity relationship between yourself and the the natural world is just such a beautiful concept. And I won't go too hippy-dippy on on everybody listening to this, but the book is just really lovely and it will highly encourage you to have a humbling appreciation for the natural world. And I would encourage you to think about that the next time you're out for a walk. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Braiding, sweetgrass, indigenous wisdom, scientific knowledge, and the teachings of plants by Robin Wall Kimmerer. K-A-M-M-E-R-E-R. It's it's a love she just has a lovely way of narrating the audiobook. So get it at your library. Uh, support a local bookstore if you have one that you're frequent or even if you don't or sign up for audible to get that lovely narration by the author and you can get how to train your mind while you're at it there we go last plug of the podcast because finishing up becoming bettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode uh we hope you have a wonderful week we'll see you all in a couple tuesdays bye